You're a one woman show and you grow your video service from a side hustle to a multi-city business. Then life throws you a curveball. Your marriage ends and you find yourself charting a new relationship with yourself, your church, and the woman you love. My guest today is my friend, Parshel Tashi, who will reveal her passion project, helping kids learn video skills. Welcome to our show. Welcome to Off My Duff, the entrepreneur podcast. Off My Duff is all about getting off your backside and finally, making your impact by living your truth. If you are an entrepreneur with a heart to help others, you're in the right place. We chat with guests from seven figures to just starting out because that's how we roll. Off My Duff is the nudge you need to expand your business and slay resistance. So without further ado, I invite you to get off your duff and let's get started. Now, here's your host, Duff Gardner. Hello, hello, everyone, and welcome to this episode of Off My Duff, the Entrepreneur Podcast, where we answer the age-old question, how do I get off my backside and start making the impact in the world that I want? And I'm really happy today to be speaking to someone who's a new friend of mine, Parshel Tashi, who I met at an event down in San Diego. Um, I was really excited to have her on the show because, man, she's got a ton of experience in something that you're all going to be interested in. And she's also got a really incredible forward-going mission. So I wanted you all to welcome um, Parshel onto the show. Welcome, Parshel. Hey, Duff. Thanks for having me. Yeah, I'm really excited to have you. Uh, I remember when we met in San Diego, it was kind of at an outdoor deck with a, like a beautiful pool and you know, nice kind of like fire things around the pool and everything. It was very fancy foo-foo. But uh, you struck me as like a really cool person. So I was, um, you're, you've got an interesting vibe. And uh, yeah, thrilled to have you on the show today. Yeah, thanks, Steph. Same to you. I enjoyed uh, that conversation that we had out there. Uh, we were just, just hanging out with our little snackables. <laughs> I know. Who, who doesn't like right snackables, now? right? <laughs> <laughs> uh, so what I was really interested in hearing most recently about what you're doing is you have a big mission in life right now around kids and video. Can you just tell me a little bit about that, Parshal? Because I'm super curious about that. Absolutely. So my background is actually in education. So oh. my career initially was around being a teacher. So I was a high school math teacher. Oh wow! And I decided to jump into uh, to video. And um, when I did that, uh, I was kind of doing it at the same time just to make some extra money as a teacher. And right. uh, and I eventually started to actually grow a company. And oh. so I had to leave teaching. You know, that was kind of what the the opportunity that was there. And so in doing that, I said to myself, you know what, that's okay. I'm going to find a way to still support and be around these teenagers, but to do it on my own terms. And so it wasn't until this pandemic that we're in right now uh, came about that it sparked me. I said, man, there's a lot of kids at home right now um, that need something to do, right? Something to get involved in because otherwise by default, they're just going to be on there, they're going to be on screen, you know, but not the productive screen time that we know that could be happening through creating videos. And so I wanted to, and this is what sparked this mission to yeah. help to build a relevant skill set uh, within our teenagers and to, you know, do that through 
the act of making videos, which actually is very educational in a sense. There's so much that goes into that activity alone that can really spark a lot. And so my mission is really to empower and to bring together a team of teenagers who are caring, committed and care and creative and uh, see a mission too and want to make a difference. Yeah, I want to pop the URL for that early on in the podcast. Yeah. I don't normally do, but it's called myvideoplaytime.com, myvideoplaytime.com. And, uh, you know, up here in, in the Victoria, British Columbia area, there's a place called Salt Spring Island. There's a video school there where people like teenagers can apply and they can learn how to do filmmaking and everything. And when I heard about that at one point, I was like, wow, like that would have been so cool when I was younger. That would have been so much fun. I love it that you're doing this. I think it's it's so much fun. And I think that, um, you know, like a lot of us, uh, <laughs> let's say chronologically gifted folks, uh, you know, we look at young people in video and we're like, we see everything that they're putting online, but that's a very different thing than just popping up random memes on YouTube and that to actually learning the art and the skill that you're talking about that can actually turn into something for these kids. Yeah, absolutely. Even too, with just connecting them, allowing them to understand how to network and how to communicate as well ah. is really great. So we actually have kids right now in the academy currently for our first, uh, our first group, uh, kids from Brooklyn, Arizona, Connecticut, Virginia. I mean, it's, it's kind of crazy. And so it's interesting to see them connect. And so part of this experience too, is going to give them the opportunity to connect and maybe produce some things together. So it's really exciting to see, uh, you know, how they're responding and, and, uh, and what can come from it. Yeah. And I like the fact that you're doing scholarships too, or at least you're doing sponsorships, I should say. Mm -hmm. So you're, you're, you're actually directing people to sponsor teens. Yes, I do have a couple of teens who are in lower income areas that want something to do. Um, And so some people have reached out and said, hey, you know, I would like to sponsor a couple of kids. So I made that option available as well to where anybody who wants to actually sponsor a kid, it really helps them to give them, again, something exciting to look forward to and to get involved in. Um, There is homework and classwork that they have to do too, (laughs) Uh, but it's all part of the process to help them, you know, gain a skill set along the way. Well, I love that. Congratulations. I think that's an awesome mission. And it's great that you're having success doing that already. Um, Because this is like, this is a relatively new direction that your business has taken. So you're just like, I think that a really important skill for all of us as entrepreneurs is to do exactly that is, you know, to, to take action right away on an idea that that we have that may not be fully and perfectly formed yet, but we just we do it, you know, and so maybe speak to that a little bit, like how you just got going on that. Yeah, so my nephew sent me a video of himself like talking about his toys. Okay. And at the end of his video, he said, "Give me a thumbs up if you like this video and all this stuff." <laughs> and um so that that idea sparked and probably 2 weeks later, I had put together a workbook. I put together um and recorded I think 8 videos or so for the wow. for the actual initial program. Um and then from there, there were te- you know, some parents that reached out and said, "Well, you have something for the teenagers, right? Because this was something that was more general initially, but now uh, they wanted something for the teenagers. And so this was really something that it just was like, just get it going, get it out there. It doesn't have to be uh, 100% perfect in the way that I like to see everything ideally. But what really matters is really connecting with the kids and making a difference with them. And so I'm excited to say we've been successful in that to that degree so far. Wonderful. Uh, You know, you mentioned something talking about the story of, of how you got to this place where you're a high school teacher, high school, I believe, correct? High school. And, yes. and uh, 
so you obviously made a transition there from school teacher to video. Like, how did that come about? Were you, um, yeah, maybe just tell me how that came about. Because I think that's something that a lot of us are in these times in a position where things are changing so fast that it's, it's an opportunity for us to, you know, to move in something new and fresh. And so not all of us are super comfortable doing that, but you've obviously done it. So maybe tell yeah. that story of how that came about. Yeah, so essentially what I did, uh, well, actually when I was in middle school, I'll go back to then where this all started. When I was in middle school, I was a part of a church. It's <laughs> part of my story too. Yeah. Um, but they had these flyers that they wanted us to hand out. And the flyers were made on Microsoft Word with 3D art. If you remember that stuff with like a clip art yes. uh, picture and all the stuff, it was just horrendous <laughs> to me. And so <laughs> that's what initially got me on the computer um, to start to learn how to how to do things. And so fast forward to when I started in my career, I, you know, I had no idea that you could make money doing that until someone asked me, well, how much would you charge to do a video or X, Y, and Z for me? And I thought, oh my God, I can actually do this and make some money. Right. And so I started that um, really just, again, to, you know, to, to make some additional income as a teacher. And what I did though, is I started to delve into some online groups and I found a group that I actually would show up to on uh, Wednesdays while I was teaching. So I need you oh. guys to see this picture. Basically, I had a classroom full of 30 kids. And on Wednesdays at two is when my, you know, my coaching group would take place online. Yeah. And so that was a particular day. And I'm going to apologize now to the uh, <laughs> administration. <laughs> <whoever these kids. laughs> but essentially on Wednesdays for that particular class, I just gave them work. You know, I said, all right, you guys, you know, this is our assignment for the day. Mm -hmm. Do this, 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 and this. And if you have any serious questions, come up to me then. Otherwise, I was on my on my computer and just had one hit earbud in, and I was typing and kind of engaging in this group. And so I just started to learn as ah. much as I could to really build up the skill set from other producers um, who had production companies. So uh, that's what I did, and I started learning, and eventually put put myself on a path working yep. with a coach to figure out what that transition would look like. You know going from working full-time to then saying, okay, yes, now um, I can go full-time into being my own boss. So that was a, a period of about a year and a half or two years that I was teaching and doing, you know, building up and doing video work at the same time. Yeah, I think that's a really important insight for people who are considering that transition because there's three parts to that. One is you're, you're still in your career job. Two is you're, you're, you're baby stepping your way into something that's next. And the three is like, you're not overthinking it. You're just, you're just stepping into it and just doing it, um, you know, without any kind of like abstract concept of where it's going to go. So I, I think that's really important. I think that's a roadmap for success for a lot of people. And then you turn that, you turn that into an actual production company with two locations eventually. So tell yeah. me a little bit more about that. That's awesome. Yeah. So when I started, of course, you know, being full time in video, I was the one woman show. So right. <laughs> I had all of my equipment. I would show up and literally do everything on site for different businesses or organizations that I was doing video for. Eventually, I started to notice that, you know, the, the client needed more of my attention to yeah. get them calm, to get them prepped. But I couldn't do that if I was setting up all the equipment. <laughs> you know? Right. <laughs> so eventually I started to just kind of naturally think, I said, well, if I had another person here who could at least just set up the equipment for me, then right. I can give a little more time and attention to the client. And so bit by bit, I just started to kind of go with that vein of, you know, how can I make this easier and better for the client to where 
And I did that to the point where we started doing shoots in you know, different locations. I wasn't on site for any of them, but what I wanted to happen on the site on this on set was communicated to my teams and um, they were able to facilitate that. And so that's how it essentially grew bit by bit. I saw the need, right. To really make the client more at ease right. and uh, just created an infrastructure around that. I love that. I, this, this, this term bit by bit, I keep hearing that every once in a while. It's an expression. I'm a Canadian. I've never heard that before. Really? <laughs> <I'm> <laughs> that. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> um, it's like toque. Anyway, toque. I'm not, okay. <laughs> that's a hat in Canada. Anyway, Oh, just this. Yeah, it's like a winter. Anyway, a little curious, <laughs> curious point for all you listeners there. Um. <laughs> but yeah, I'm from Virginia. I'm from Virginia. And I started, uh, that's where I started the company. I started like, you know, working with other teams. Right. And then there was a another production company in Philadelphia that invited me to come up and partner with them. Mm-hmm. And so I moved to Philly. And from there, you know, as life had it, I actually started to do the same thing there and build a company there as well. So now we're in basically two locations at that point. And then that's where really a lot of networking and relationship building and uh, growth took place. And, you know, essentially we started doing a lot more work in different States. Um, and like I said, did some stuff internationally as well. Yeah. It, it's, it's interesting too. just use the term, the one woman show. And I think that a lot of my listeners will resonate with that concept, Do you know? Um, and then just how you rose above that again, like, you know, there was a natural partnership that formed and you kind of kind of followed that opportunity and things just kind of flourished from there. So, um, yeah, that's, that's, that's really interesting. And then, so eventually, um, uh, you know, you ended up in San Diego and at some point, like there's this, um, you know, you've kind of told me the logical reason why you ended up where you were, at least, you know, from being a high school teacher and then moving into video. Uh, what you, what I, what I know about you is that you've been talking a lot about your real personal journey here over the last little while. Some of the video stuff you've put out is just incredible. So I'm just super honored to have you on the show. Tell me about oh, a bit about your journey and how people can learn more about that and kind of what you're, what you're, why you're telling people this story. Yeah. So I'm telling people the story because in my work and when I talk to my clients who want to get on video and make an impact, I often tell them, you know, you got to open up a little bit more and start to be a little bit more transparent and actually share your story. Um, But I realized that in my own, (laughs) I hadn't really necessarily done that. And so when I actually went to discover and and, uh, look into my, my life, the story that I knew that needed to be told was about my relationship with the church. Um, I grew up Christian and um, all of my family is still in Virginia. And as I started to, when I moved to Philly, that was kind of an interesting mode because now I'm not around those traditions and what I grew up with my family and going to church all the time. And so um, that's where that, that began. I was married at the time uh, when I was in Philadelphia. And then, uh, you know, as time went on, we started to just sort of ask the question of why is there such a pressure to join a church, you know? Right. And, uh, and so as we started to explore those questions together, we just decided, you know what, let's just take a break. You know, we don't necessarily need to do this um, because in our experience before we would just dedicate ourselves so much to church sure. and he was a musician and I'm a, a marketing and video person. So we're huge assets to any church organization that comes sure. in. Yeah. And so, but it's, it's hard to 
want to be there to to learn and grow when at the same time now you kind of have a new part-time job because you're sure. volunteering and things and so yeah. nevertheless um we decided to my husband and i at the time decided to move to san diego to be closer to his son okay. uh, he has some family here and so uh essentially we moved here and that's where really my i think part of my self-discovery and my journey really started to unfold even more because three months after arriving here, mind you, we packed up all our stuff from Philly and drove to San Diego cross country, which was pretty, pretty fun. Wow. I love um, those. Yeah. Road yeah. Trip. I love it. So, I love that. Yeah. Huge road <laughs> trip. And uh, so when we got here three months after we had got here, he told me he didn't want to be married anymore. And so for me, that really sparked, uh, you know, again, just an, an opportunity to, really figure out what I want, you know, who am I? You know, I'm sure. in this new place. I did all this effort to come here and I don't want to go back. So got to figure some things out. And that's kind of what sparked a lot of me just learning more about who I am. And there's no better place to do that than San Diego, let me tell you. <laughs> this is freaking right. beautiful here. So but yeah, that's, that's kind of a, a little bit of my story and, and why I bring up how over time, my relationship with the church just started to somewhat dissipate to an extent. Um, and people need to understand as well. Like when I say my relationship to the, to the church, I was extremely committed and devout. I mean, I got uh, a master's in theology. I was married, uh, to the man, the only man that I ever knew. So I never had any, any sex with any other man other than the person that I married. Um, and, and, and I essentially was just, uh, you know, even in college, for example, instead of going to the parties, my friends and I were outside of the party trying to evangelize to the people going to parties, you know what I mean? this is my life. And so um, to really see where I'm at now uh, is pretty much like, it would be a shocker to me if I saw this, you know, <laughs> five or 10 years ago. <laughs> like, Oh my God, what's going on. But uh, and the, the truth is, is I feel more connected with myself and more closer to God than I ever had in my life. And so that's kind of the, the, you know, the, the interesting aspect of my unfolding. It's like I separated from this tradition that I knew and found more of myself and found more of a connection with, um, God or whatever you choose to to call that um, right. that I ever had in my life. Right. Yeah. We were, we were talking off offline and, you know, for me, I had a, like a similar kind of transition 20 years ago and, you know, now 20 years later, like I find for myself, uh, I really want to step into this idea of promoting diversity and inclusion. Like it's really important to me. I feel like, you know, at my age that it's something that I, it's a story I want to tell. And it sounds like that's a story that's percolating in your world as well. Um, I just think it's incredibly important in the world that we live in today that we need more love, you know, and um, how, whatever that looks like, we just need more love. So um, yeah. Anyway, I I love your journey and I love that you're telling your story. Yeah. Thank you. And part of that too is um, it's just, it's really interesting because now, like I said, if I look back on my life, you know, five or 10 years ago and uh, fast forward and see where I'm doing today, I just would be completely shocked. I wouldn't recognize this person. Um, right. You know, I'm, I'm living in California. Uh, I'm not with a man. I live, you know, and I'm in love with a woman. And, yeah. you know, there's just so many things that are different, but it feels amazing. And I feel love every day. You know, it's, yeah. it's just such a powerful, powerful experience. Yep. And I think that, that that's the vibe I caught when we met poolside. And I think that's why I'm really excited to have you on the show. I think um, some of your lessons in life are um, super appropriate for people that are wrestling with a transition that we're in. 
um, and how to kind of rediscover and reinvent yourself and, and really be always looking forward. Um, there's a word that is being used a lot right now, which is called pivot, uh, which comes from the startup world. And I like I that's since that's where I come from. Uh, I've been through a pivot and, and a pivot is not sitting. Actually, I use this analogy. It's the Winnie the Pooh, you know, when he sits on the log and he's like bonking his head going, think, think, think. Mm -hmm. That is not a pivot. <laughs> right. Like a pivot is like following either your heart or the money. I mean, it's 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 going with the flow of whatever, you know, is directing you to where to go. And um, I think that you're a great example of just doing exactly that in many cases. Uh, now, you like pickleball. And you're yeah. struggling to play pickleball right now. But that's oh what's gosh. that all about is a hockey player to a pickleball head. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's just, it's so tough, you know, like that's the one activity that I had said, yep, this is the way that I stay active. You know, you pick that one thing you actually like doing right. versus like, you know, running or going to the gym and things yeah. like that. Like this was such a safer sport for me and it was so much fun. And when the, uh, pandemic hit and a lot of things shut down that's the one thing I've missed the most is just going to play pickleball it's it's an amazing sport it's a fast-growing sport and yeah. uh very low impact but you you really get a workout in I mean you're sweating you're moving yeah. and you're networking too there's a lot of people that come out and so I've met a lot of really great people just just playing pickleball including my girlfriend so that's cool <laughs> we met playing pickleball yeah yeah uh well, I think that like your road to self-discovery, your road trip to self-discovery, so to speak, again, is like kind of like what a lot of people are feeling right now. Like, and um, yeah, so I'm, 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 I, th I think this is a really great conversation. So one thing that I like to talk about on my podcast is this topic of resistance. And so I always ask my guests, like when you step or faced with resistance in terms of what you do, what, what does, how do you push through that resistance? Um, that's where I think for me, based on my experiences and things of that nature, that my spirituality and my sense of um, just going and, and reflecting in that place yeah. is really important for how I get through that resistance. And so sometimes it's just a matter of pressing, you know, hitting pause, you know, mm -hmm. I hit pause. And sometimes even now with this pandemic, I found myself needing to hit pause a couple times a day. <laughs> You know what I right. mean? Like sure. We're familiar with meditation and things like that. And so usually I just meditate uh, in the morning, but um, now I find that I need to just press pause a little bit more often. Um, right. And when I do that, it just, it gives me a fresh start and I'm able mm -hmm. to see things a little bit more clearly. And so for mm -hmm. me, if there's any resistance that I feel, that's the first place that I usually go to press pause right. and everything that's going on because there is another reality that exists where there is no effort, where there is um, you know, a place of calm and peace where you can see things much more clearly. Um, you know, I, I, I picture it like uh, something I learned from Carolyn Miss, which she, she talked about how, for example, if, if, you're, if you imagine in New York City, you yeah. have these high rises, yeah. right? You can be on the first, the first level, right, yeah. Of, yeah. Of, of a building yeah. and hearing all the noise, hearing all the traffic, you know, you're, you're distracted, you can't focus. But as you start to go up the elevator and you go to maybe a higher floor in that building, yeah. the same stuff is going on, but you have a, an experience and a viewpoint of, man, it's such a beautiful day, man. Look at all this, you know, beautiful things out there. Oh, I can see this happening and I can see around the corner why the situation is happening on the first floor. You know, it just gives me such a wider perspective and then I can make better decisions from there as to what I need to do next. So it's really just about sticking into my heart and uh, just pressing pause. <laughs> right. 
That's I love that. That actually reminds me of my pup. I, I think I you probably have seen that I just adopted another rescue pup. And oh, yeah. uh, he's about two. And it's very interesting to watch him. I just posted something about this today. Uh, he uh, has gone from about 30 days ago when he came into my house, uh, not even knowing how to play, not knowing what playing was, not wanting to go outside in the backyard for fear of just being booted. He comes from Mesa, Arizona, so like a really hot place to a place I think right now it's 100 there, 100 degrees Fahrenheit here in Victoria. It's about 65 at this time of the year in the spring. And uh, just to see him go out and just like, I, I wouldn't call it meditation, but to see him every day to start to appreciate the surroundings around him and just being sort of easing into uh, letting the overwhelm and the anxiety that he held dissipate. Every day I see it. And I think I think that's kind of what you're saying with meditation and just smelling and experiencing what's around you as a way of pushing through resistance and just putting yourself into a piece of a state of peace and calm yeah. uh, in order to make those kinds of choices that you have to make. Yeah. And then from there, it's just, you know, after, after pressing pause, if you will, then at that point, like you said, it just, it's, it's about finding the appreciation of the things that I actually do like and things that bring me joy and peace, which there's so much in this present moment that I can point to for that, you know? So it's easy to get into that sort of flow and that state. And usually when I'm in that state, things happen better. You know, things I think are always happening for us, but (laughs) it's just a matter of how you see it. Yeah, absolutely. Now, on your entire journey, um, what is maybe the biggest insight you've gleaned that you can share with our audience? And just in terms of being an entrepreneur, you know, the name of this podcast is Off My Duff, the Entrepreneur Podcast. So it's, it's implied like how to get started. So what's your biggest insight in your whole entrepreneurial journey that you'd like to share? Yeah, I, I think that the biggest thing for me that, that I talk about and that I share with others is this concept of going within. I think that there's oftentimes that we try to fix everything on the outside, right? There is effort that we have to make in order to move along and to have things to change in our business. But I've just really began to appreciate more the value of going within, Mm -hmm. right? Uh, And and to going into a place where, again, like we just talked about, there's calm, there's peace, you can see things more clearly. Um, Otherwise, you can get caught up in trying to be better than the next person. You get caught up in, um, I think, feelings of, that you're not good enough, right? Right. All these things. You're never you're never good enough. You can't can never do enough. It's just, you know, it's a lot of conversation that's happening, I think. But when we kind of go within to uh to a certain place, I feel like that's where we can start to unfold and see um what a path to to a solution is or how to improve, how to change. I think the answer is just to go within. I'm furiously writing this down because I think that's some great insight. Just the idea of going within. Um, you know, you've talked about some really interesting stuff today. You've talked about, um, you know, your journey, uh, your personal road trip to self-discovery. You've talked about how getting on video and making an impact, you know, people need to share their story through video. And uh, I love how we're kind of talking now about going within as a way to discover your path to a solution. So I think you've given some people some really interesting ideas on your journey. I, I just I was so excited to have you on the show today. I, you're somebody that I wanted to connect with, and and I've I've loved having you on the show today, Parshel. Yeah, this was really fun. I appreciate it, Dev. Yeah, yeah, it's super fun, and and I wanted to make sure that people know where to go because you are promoting 
my video playtime right now. Uh, your your project that where you're working with kids to learn video as a skill so they can implement that in their lives as an asset going forward. And I think you're amazing for doing that. So what's the best way to reach out to reach you? Is it to go to myvideoplaytime.com? Yes, I'll, I'll throw out to myvideoplaytime.com. That's where you can see information about what I've set up for, for kids. Yes. Um, and then if you just want to jump on a call, you want to connect with me, yep. then connect with parshell.com. Okay. Yep. That's cool that you've got your name.com. So it's P-A-R-C-H-E-L-L-E.com. Yep. So www.connectwithparshell.com. Oh, that's what the URL is. Okay. Connect yeah. with parshell.com. Connect with, yeah. Connect with parshell.com. Yep. Okay. All right. So that's again, connect with parshell.com or myvideoplaytime.com. Yeah. That's fantastic. So nice to see you, Parshell. Thanks for being on Off My Duff. Love I it. appreciate it. Yeah. Yeah. So nice to talk to you. And so all my to all my listeners, thank you so much for coming to our episode today. I wanted to thank our guest, Parshel Tashi, for uh, talking to us. And for those of you listening to the show, remember to teach what you love and to live from your truth. I'm Duff Gardner. I'll see you next episode. Hey everyone, I'm Duff Gardner, and you've been listening to my show, Off My Duff, the Entrepreneur Podcast, where we're all about getting off your backside and making your impact by living your truth. If you're like me and you're an entrepreneur with a heart to help others, you need an offer that sells. An offer that sells helps you get traction with your business, more sales, more clients, more gigs, more fans, and more deals, period. And here's what I believe. Your offer is the purest expression of your truth, so that's why I've created a free ebook, Offers That Sell, the eight-step revenue breakthrough system. Simply go to offersthatsell.com forward slash book to grab your free copy, and you can even follow it up with a chat with me, should you wish. It's been wonderful to have you here with us today. And as you get off your backside to make your impact on the world, remember one thing, teach what you love, live from your truth. I'm Duff Gardner. See you next time. Bye now.